Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What's up? And welcome to Social Jello with Angelo. Hey, so to the. I love to fuck up my titles like right in the very beginning, get all tongue tied, show you what a professional I am speaking. I'm a public speaker. Um, <laughs> I'm here with Mickey Lopez from D Cell Boxing Academy. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. And um, he's coming out of the South Bay area of California. Did I get that right? Northern. Northern. Northern, Northern California. Northern California. So, uh, a little bit about Mickey Lopez. If you haven't seen him on the show before, he's a Kaji Kimbo black belt. And uh, right now, he, you primarily coach boxing, right? Right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're primarily a boxing coach. Um, a little bit about my background. If this is your first episode of me, I'm my name is Angelo Ferreira. Thanks for checking out the show. Uh, I'm a Kaji Kimbo black belt. Kaji Kimbo is a Hawaiian martial art. I really do suggest at the end of this, it'll take take you to what is Kaji Kimbo video with John Hackleman, UFC coach John Hackleman, and me have a conversation about what is Kaji Kimbo. Get that out of the way. Um, so before we start having this conversation, if this is your first show, I teach Kaji Kimbo. It's a, a martial art that started in Hawaii. And primarily, I tend to, I guess, I prefer to teach and coach MMA. I, that's what I prefer. Is that what I do? I don't know. And that's why I'm making this video, right? Do you want to fight in the ring? Because I have people coming into my, when people come into my place, so when people go to Mickey's, Mickey has, is already saying D-Cell boxing. So they come in specifically for boxing. For me, as you can see in the corner over here, it says level up gym. So for marketing, they see the name of the location level up gym. And then they get here and I say, I'm teaching Kajukembo. And then and nobody knows what Kajukembo is. So then to make things easier, I just say, hey, it's a mixed martial art. I teach mixed martial arts. I don't even use the word MMA because of the branding behind MMA. I teach mixed martial arts. So for me, people will come in. It's even more vague on whether what they want. I just try to follow what they want. And in my program, I, uh, I, teach, I teach karate. I teach kickboxing. I teach a little bit of boxing and a lot of grappling primarily coming from Brazilian jiu-jitsu because I have a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So I do take a lot from that when I teach. Now, with that being said, I have all kinds of people who come in that want fights and some of them come in and say, I just, oh, and also of course, kickboxing, sorry. Now, primarily people come in and they want in Japan, oh, I'm in Japan, they want kickboxing. So I have a lot of kids that come in and adults, mostly kids, Mostly kids ask me this question. Some adults do, mostly kids. They come in and they say, I want to fight. And when I say kid, I should specify. Um, young adults, mostly young males between the ages of uh, as young as 14 but, and, uh, and as old as 18, 19. So they, I still consider them kind of pre-adolescents. They're not 21. They're not adults. I, some of them are like legally in Japan, you're adult at 20, but, um, you know, they're mostly kids and they want to fight. They want to fight in the ring. And, um, in Japan, that means full contact. They want to fight full contact in the ring. So you want to fight in the ring. You're probably watching this video wondering what, what's the point? What are these guys trying to get at? Are they going to give me some great advice about what I should do to fight in the ring? Well, Mickey 
here, maybe it's good advice. Maybe this is more for coaches. That's what I would say. My channel is mostly directed towards people who are already coaching and teaching martial arts. So if you're a student reading, watching this, uh, maybe you can get something out of it to not, you know, piss off your fucking coach because that's what normally happens. So <laughs> Mickey Lopez, kid comes into your gym. I want to fight coach first day off the bat. What? What, 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 what's your first impression when you hear this? I, I ask him why. And the answer I get is because I want to fight. No, I mean, there's a, there's more to it than, you know, just want to fight. You know, these, these kids these days, they get on social media, they, they see something on TV and um, they want to jump in the ring. They see the boxing ring at the gym. Uh, the cage, and they want to get in there and, and fight. And when they say, I want to fight, I ask them why, and they're stumped. They're like, well, I just want to try it. No, it, you don't just get into a car and start driving. You, you got you to gotta start and take driver's ed. You, you got to take tests. You know, you got to go through a whole bunch of uh, prerequisites before you get in the ring. You know, um, yeah, and, and uh, no, uh, you're not. And I, I tell him you're not fighting uh, until until I see what I want to see. And, you know, and there it is. And so. So, like, then again, I think you're doing you're doing a good job here. You're directing it towards the student. So if someone's watching right now and they, they ask you that question now, like they have a good idea. Um, I'm going to go more from a coach's perspective. Um, I just talked about this and I forgot who it was someone on the, Oh yeah. It was someone on the pit Kajakembo Ohana page. Shout out to the pit Kajakembo Ohana page on Facebook. Check it out. Any, you can, any styles, any art, any level, any skill welcome. You can come in and have these kind of conversations with us. Um, so the, one of the Kajakembo coaches put up there, what do you do? How many guys have you had come in and say they want to, they want to fight. He said the same question. He asked a very similar question. Like, he's like, what do you, what, what normally happens was his question. Like what normally happens when someone comes in and say, I want to fight in the cage. What's what, what has in your experience been what normally happens? And I put a, uh, normally they're in some sort of rush that I don't completely understand. Cause I don't understand why you should be in a rush to step into a full contact match. And then second of all, they never fucking finish the program. Like there's like a, there's already a very high dropout rate in traditional martial arts. And when I say traditional, I mean any type of ranked martial art, like uh, where you have belt, a belt system of some sort, whether it's karate or jujitsu. Um, there's already a high dropout rate. In BJJ, they talk about the, the blue belt syndrome. People get their blue belt and it takes, like, it takes a long time to get a blue belt in Brazilian jujitsu. It takes about two to three years, depending on the school. So they'll get to their blue belt and then they start, uh, people start being harder on them. So they already thought Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was hard as a white belt. And then they finally get the blue belt and they're kind of getting things and people are being, what's happening is in the environment, they're going a little lighter on them to kind of encourage them. Then they get their blue belt and then all the higher ranks are like, all right, we're not going to go, we're not going to go easy on you anymore. There's no reason to go easy on you anymore. Um, it's time for you to get to that next level. So there's a high dropout rate at blue belt. And if they were thinking of competing suddenly, like that goes out the window, they're like, holy shit, there's like this whole other level. And in your case, you're talking about boxing. And I don't know what the dropout rate is for boxing 
then this is something that I've talked to Takuma about. But either way, what I said, and he, he agreed, is most of the people don't get don't finish my program. Most of the guys, in my experience, all of the guys who walked in saying, I want to be a professional fighter. That's the words that came out of their mouth. I want to be a professional fighter. In fact, specifically, I want to be an MMA fighter and I want to fight in the UFC. And I'm not an asshole, okay? As much as I think that's they're full of shit, and I'm just going to say that right now, as much as I think they're full of shit, as a coach, I keep that opinion to myself and I try my best to help them achieve that goal. And I know that telling them, hey, I think you're full of shit is not going to help in that process. But on this podcast, I'll tell you that right now. You tell me you want to be a professional. You come into my gym fresh off the street and tell me you want to be a professional fighter or you want to fight in the UFC. And in my head, I am thinking you're full of shit. And it's not because you're a bad person or anything. You can blame all the other guys that were full of shit that came into my gym before you and said that and didn't finish my program. And when I say they didn't finish my program, I give them their fight. See, you, me and you had this conversation off camera where you said, hey, your gym is on the line. When you put someone in the cage and you put someone in the ring, your name, your brand is on the line. So you want to make sure they make you look good. I, t- I take a little step back from that because I recognize the limits of my program. I know that I'm only available for a certain amount of time because I, I can't keep, I cannot keep my gym open full time, right? Like my, my gym is open full time, but the time I can give my guys is there you no know, work schedules don't match i can be there for them every day but they'd have to put an amazing amount of effort and talk to their employer or their school and talk about how they're gonna have to leave school early for training i don't know how they're gonna pull this off honestly um but either way um long story short i don't it's okay for me if they go in there and they lose that's okay i don't have a reputation to try to keep or stay because I already gained, I already gained whatever reputation I wanted through my own fights. I already proved myself the places I take them to fight. I've already won and proven to these people that I know what I'm doing. So I don't mind if one of my students goes in there and loses because I think it's a good experience if that's what they want to do. So I don't mind that part. And you were saying the other side of it, which I think you had a great point off camera about how your reputation is at stake. And that's why you need to make sure that they fight so well. But so either way, I, they've never finished the program. That's what I want to say. So if you're watching this right now, you're a student, or if you're a coach, you're probably just not in your head like that. Yeah, <laughs> they never finished the program. Like they go in, there's different stages to it. In my program, when they tell me that, I say I break it down to them very realistically. I say, okay, if that's what you really want, if you, and they, mostly it's always MMA, once in a while kickboxing. Um, I tell them, okay, well, the first thing you want to do is if you say you want to be a professional fighter, the end goal is this is, I don't know if you know, you have to understand what you're telling me. What I know to be a professional fighter, it's about, I want to make money off of fighting and I want that to be my career. Now, if you don't think that's what professional fighting is, then we need to have another conversation about your goals because that's what you're saying. Uh, a lot of people, I don't think they realize that when they say, I want to be a UFC fighter. Well, what you're saying to me when you come into my gym and say, I want to be a UFC fighter is right now I'm a construction worker, teacher, or I'm a, I'm at school and I'm studying and I'm thinking of going to college. And what you're telling me is, yeah, you can do all those things. Sure. If that's what you want to do, but what you might be missing the point of is 
you're saying you also, on top of whatever other career goals and academic goals you might have, you also want to be, you also want to have a career in professional fighting. So whether or not you can do both, that's up to you. There's people that do it. There's people that, um, uh, uh, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, that guy was still working construction while doing UFC fights. He talked about it. He said like, he'd go into work in construction with black eyes and fucking busted cauliflower ear and all the other guys were giving him shit like man what did you do last weekend <laughs> they didn't even know right? they didn't even know he was fighting the UFC some of them did some of them didn't like what the fuck are you doing last week you know and he'd, he'd have to explain to them i'm a professional fighter but that's what's that, that's what the life is the, what you're saying is you're gonna you're gonna be parallel you're gonna have a parallel career to whatever is going on or or you're gonna put all your eggs into that career basket you're gonna quit your job which some fighters do, right? Demetrius finally, he said he didn't quit his job until his first title shot. In other words, he was working full time, 40 hours a week. His, he said his boss got a little bit lenient towards the end when he kind of started seeing him on TV and stuff. He's like, hey, can I have some time off to try to get ready for this fight? And his boss was help working with him to give him the time off to work, to train in the mornings and train in the evenings and the kind of training schedule you need for that. But he really didn't quit his job until he got until he got his first title fight until he finally got the, the he got the belt he got his first championship fight right and that's when he finally told his boss all right and his boss said hey his boss liked him he said hey you can come in just a few hours a week you know if you need if you need a backup platter <laughs> and he's like no I'm, I'm good i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be a professional fighter but if you're if you're a student listening to this that's what you're asking me right you, that's what you're really asking me is you're telling me that i want to stop whatever i'm doing here in my life and i want to do this now if that's not what you thought you were saying that's what i'm hearing because i know that's what it takes i know that's what's what it's going to take right so this is why i say that like nobody's finished the program because it's going to be steps i can't just get you a ufc fight that's not it's not how it works i can't just be like okay let me call dana white i don't fucking know dana white so the only way you're gonna get to dana white is like i'm at the entry level i am not a professional MMA coach. Nowhere in any of my YouTube videos you'll ever fucking hear me say, I'm a professional MMA coach. No, I'm a I'm an MMA coach and a Kajikabo instructor. I'm an entry-level guy. I can get you, I can get you some amateur fights. I can get you some pro fights in smaller venues. I can help build your brand and then I can pass you over to a professional MMA coach who knows Dana White. Who's going to get you, but he's going to want the first question he's going to see. He wants to see wins. He wants to see some clean fighting. He also wants you to have a clean character. Like if, if, if you don't look disciplined and, and you look wonky, like you might have some good fights, but your character, there's some crazy things happening in your background. I don't know. You got a drinking problem. You're, you're fucking slapping your, you're slapping your, your, your spouse around or your partner around. That's going to come up and that's going to stop any progress right there. Right. So the, the, the discipline of your character is going to your character is going to definitely come into play. You have a drug problem that you're trying to hide like this kind of shit's going to come up when you go over. And that's that's the next level. Right. No one, in my experience, has ever gotten to meet the professional MMA coach. I have never met anyone who's done well enough for me. That's where my reputation is at stake. Like you said, my reputation's at stake in the ring. For me, my reputation's at stake with my connections. So if I bring some shady character to the professional people I know, then now my reputation's at stake. So I won't even introduce you to that MMA coach if I don't think, if, if you're going to ruin, if you're going to fuck it all up. 
Cause that's gonna, then, then you're going to fuck it up for the next guy. I, I, you go up and you, 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 you end up fucking up that relationship. Now the next person that comes in, even if they're a good person is not going to be looked at kind of with a side eye. So, and no one, when I, and that's why I say, going back to what I said, no one's finished my program. No, no one's gotten past that first entry level fight. They do that first entry level amateur fight that they said they wanted. They work for about a year for it and they usually lose. And I usually tell them you should have waited longer, but they're always pushing me. I really want to fight, but I really want to fight, but I really want to fight. All right. I think you're going to lose. And they're like, well, I'm doing really good in class. I'm like, you're doing good in class against people who are holding back on you. (laughs) Once you go in there, once you go in there, your opponent is going to have more years of experience on you. And on top of that, they have already had fights. Most likely you are not, you'll be very lucky to have an amateur fight. And the other person also is an amateur, like also coming from an amateur fight. You'll be very lucky if that's what's happening. Usually that's not what's happening. Usually it's someone who's in the amateur circle who has been working at it for three to five years. So you're kind of behind in the game. You're going to probably lose that. Unless you have really exceptional skill, uh, you're probably going to lose that first fight. And I've seen people from wrestling backgrounds, like state, state champions. I've one guy had a lot of promise. He was a state champion wrestler here in Japan. He was a national wrestler. He was on the team. He actually got to the worlds. Like he had a lot of potential, but then when he got to the, when he got into the octagon, it's not wrestling. (laughs) Right. And so like they usually lose that first fight and what you do after you lose that first fight is really what tells me whether or not you're cut out for this. Cause no one gets into the UFC without losing a few fights in the amateur division. That's why you fight in the amateur division and not the pro division. So yeah, I'm just gonna pass it on. I've already ranted enough. Mickey, what do you have to add to that? Wow, you know what? I'm gonna kind of piggyback off you uh, when you talk about professional. Now, uh, no one has yet have come to me be like, I want to be a professional fighter, boxer. And uh, right now, I have a few kids um, that say, Hey, you know, I really want to fight. I'm 21, um, and I really want to see what it's like. And, you know, so let me, let me go back. I don't care if you go in there and lose. Now, what I'm looking for is your dedication commitment. And when I tell them that, you know, going back off Mighty Mouse and all these guys that made it, they sacrificed. They, they got it before their job. They worked out before their job, went to work, worked out after their job. You know, they did the extra stuff. And, you know, some of these guys think, well, I'll go in there and I'll work out for an hour, hour and a half and nothing, you know, it's not enough. You know, I don't think they realize, you know, my assistant coach, uh, MJ, she's a pro fighter. She was, she got sponsors because she had a focus on fighting. So if you guys got sponsors out there, they'll pay your bills. That's fantastic. That's another avenue, you know, or you got rich mommy and daddy or whatever. It's Fighting, to me, must be your full-time job if you're going to be a professional at it. Or you got a cool boss that will let you work that, you know, will, will, will you work part-time, whatever, you know. You can't go in there half-assed because, again, uh, and I got this from Heck. I heard one of his interviews. I generally care about my guys that go in there because it's me going there with them, Okay. And, and yeah, it is, if, if he gets hurt, I get hurt, you know, 
And, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, most coaches, they want that, oh, look at all my fighters. Even though they're getting their ass kicked, they got fighters that represent the gym and blah, blah, blah. Hey, if they win, the gym looks great. If they lose, hey, one of my fighters, he had a bad day. And again, you know, going back off your BJJ, you know, these guys holding back, you know what? There's sparring, and then there's a guy that doesn't know you that's going to take your head off. And there's fight speed, bro. There's adrenaline. There's all that, you know, um, the game plan. Like my Tyson said, everyone has a game plan so you get hit in the face. Um, again, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it. You know, is he, is he coming to the gym consistently? You know, this one kid right now is bugging me. Coach, I really want, hey, all right, hey, show up at this time. He showed up this morning, a half an hour. He goes, I'm going to go for a run. I'm here. Okay, cool. You know, he's very raw, but he's telling me he's committed. There's that word commitment. You know, do they got a girlfriend? Do they got a wife? Do they got outside drama? I don't, I need to know about all these things. Because if I'm going to put my time into you, you know, I'm taking time away from my family, you know, hey, then it's a serious thing. So being a professional constantly, are you coachable? You know, it's like, again, why? Because uh, I want to, uh, I want more likes on Instagram or a, hey, I want to impress my girl. Dude, there's a deep, deeper reason for fighting. You know, now that, now that I'm a little older, um, I'm a little more careful with my time. You know what I mean? Like, I won't even show you, even give you the time of day if you won't work out and I, and I don't see you improving. You know, we, you and I invest a lot of our knowledge in our kids, in our students, whoever. And if they're not getting any better and they go, coach, I'm ready. Man, you're dropping your hands. You're not even moving. Your head's, you know, all this stuff. I give them a specific, you want to get better, this is what I want to see. And, and, they, and they see me watching them, and I'll just shake my head. They'd be like, damn, you know? So, hey, if they want to fight, they got to show me a lot more than just, like, I want to fight. You know, uh, it, it's, it's are, they, are they film studying? And I talk to them about the fights on TV, and I want to see how their IQ is. So, you know, I want my guys thinking out there. They're just not going to get hit in their head. You don't play boxing. You hear that quote? You don't play boxing? Yeah. You, you know, I mean, again, you're getting hit in your head, bro. Yeah, you have headgear. It still freaking hurts, you know. Um, dedication, respect to the coaches. You know, you're not a thug. You're, you're, you know, would I have you over for Sunday dinner? Would I have you over to hang out with my girls? Think about that. If if the answer is no, then yeah, I'm not training you. Go to another gym. You know what I mean? So with, with that being said, uh, uh, how are they looking in sparring? Now, are they getting tuned up in sparring? I had a guy that was uh, I was taking. Uh, he was really dedicated. He was coming up, looked great at the gym, looked great on the mitts. Um, I take him from sparring. And he was getting jacked up, man. He was getting hit. I was like, hey, bro, you look you look really good at the gym. What's going on? Oh, um, I wasn't wearing my contacts. Bro, so all this time, you no wonder you were getting hit with jabs, you know, like because he, he had his contacts on in the gym. But when he goes to sparring, he takes his contacts off. 
so we can't see the punches coming. Well, that that's a I need to know these things, you know. Uh, hey, tough as nails though, but dude, like really. So uh, again, um, that coach and fighter relationship, I gotta get to know you. I gotta talk to you. It's one of those things. I don't have a whole stable of fighters, bro, and and I don't want a whole stable of fighters. I want someone that is all up here and is in here. And again, the reputation, if they go out there and they lose, we just had a bad day because I can live with that. But if you're going to go out there and um, and this will never happen, but if you're going to go out there and I say jab and you're throwing wide punches, hey, you know what? Guess what? I'm just going to leave the corner because I'm not going to waste my time, you know? And and that's 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 the thing is who else is coaching you? Do I have your ear? Or does someone else, are you listening to the person out there in the stands? Who are you listening to? Okay, I'm your coach. I'm the one that spends time with you 60 hours a week almost. So, again, um, I don't know if I went off on a tangent, but look, fighting, to me, you want to fight? It's dedication. Yeah, go ahead and work. For those of you guys that are working, that's cool work. But I better see you at the gym two or three, two or three hours every day. I get to do this full time. I am blessed to get to feed my family and do this full time. Now, I'm going to dedicate myself to you. You better dedicate yourself to me. And that's a fair thing. But again, um, and I'll tell you straight, if I may not be the coach for you. You know, because whatever, for whatever reason, oh, you won't let me fight. Well, go out there. I'll see you out there. You know, there's fights every weekend and, you know, you, you'll see these kids get tuned up, man. You'll see these kids get hurt. So that's, uh, that's all I have for that. But just more than anything, like this, this one kid, we're getting ready for November. Uh, I'm ready, coach. I'm ready. I don't see it for two weeks. I'm like, where you been? Oh man, school. Hey, hey, school, hey, school first. Kids going to get, you know, school is a lot better than fighting. All right, cool. But well, we still got time two and a half months. I mean, and, and I know he'll, he'll dedicate himself, but uh, he got hurt a lot in his last fight. He didn't get dropped, but it's like the kid that I saw sparring and the kid that I saw fighting were two different people. It's like he got caught up in, it was his first fight and he got caught up in the lights, man. He just got caught up in everything and things like that need to be fixed at the gym. You know, long time ago, and I, I took that very personal. Um, and there was just a lot more things that I really don't want to talk about, but it was kind of, uh, I'll say this: there was too many voices in his head. Like uh, I was coaching him, and um, the the game plan kind of went out the window. And I talked to him after, and I said, uh, "What happened?" He goes, "Man, I don't know what the game plan was." And I just said, "Hey, you know, you didn't decide." Um, who's coaching or not. And, and that and that's the thing is getting to know your fighters, getting to know um, what they're good at, you know, their mental for anything. He he came in under, like he had five pounds light. So he was really drained, you know? So that's another thing is is their diet, their preparation. Are, are they doing the X work where I don't have to tell them to do anything? See, that, that's the thing. If 
if I have those kind of kids, then that's it's going to make my job a lot easier to coach you. You know, but if I'm telling you, hey, did you run? Nah, coach, uh, I was lazy. Or, hey, man, you're 15 minutes late. Where you at? Uh, excuses drive me crazy, bro. Um, and it's just, I don't have time for that. Angelo, I don't, I'm just, I don't, uh, you know, so, uh, I love coaching. Um, when you're right, like you, when, when people say, Hey, I want to be a fighter. Right. Okay. So I'll see you in class, do the classes. Um, let me see you get in shape. Let me see your technique and then come to me back in about six months, six months, bro. You have no experience. I want to fight though. My mom says I can fight. I don't care what your mom says. Your mom ain't fighting in the ring. Your dad ain't fighting in the ring, you know? So, and I mean, I could, you know, we could be easily those coaches that, you know, A, you know, give this kid some work real quick and touch him up. But you know what? Even that, it's just, we don't want to do that. You know, this is a serious, boxing is serious, bro. It really is, man. And it could either break a kid's confidence or, or, or gain it. You know, a lot of kids, like this one kid, he just fought. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was it for him. I, I just, maybe, you know, fighting's out. He, hey, but he got in the ring. If all you want to do is try it, then guess what? All right, I'm going to see you every day for six months, okay? Three months, just let me get to know you, blah, 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 blah. Three months of fight camp, fine. You want to just get off, but show me something. Show me that you can survive in sparring, all that. Cool. Maybe. Now, I got some assistant coaches that will be like, nah. All right. Or if it's too, then okay, cool. Then he gets in there. He gets it off his bucket list. Bucket list, right? Cool. All right, good. Congratulations. Whatever. But with me still, I, you know, and then, it's all like, good. For you, it sounds like, see, so maybe people listening would say like, might think at this point that you sound a little more strict than me because, because you actually saying, Hey, you got to train, you got to show up for three months. You got to be here or I, I won't give you the fight. See, for me, even though it sounds like I'm a little more lenient where I say, you're going to fight with me, dude, fucking be careful what you wish for. <laughs> That's how I am. If you told me you wanted this, and that's what you really want. And I tell you, just I, I do the same as you. This is what you need to do. But if they don't do that, but they keep pushing for the fight. Um, see, I'm a little more lenient, but it sounds lenient, but it really isn't. I'll let them go in. And I'll warn them right before they go in. I'm like, I'm going to throw in the towel the second I see you get hit. <laughs> <laughs> I told them that, right? If I, if I see you get even, if I see you get cracked just a little bit, or if I see you retreating into a corner, running away from your opponent, I'm going to throw in the towel before you get hurt. Because my main concern is you don't get hurt. But you told me, be careful what you wish for. Because you said, I want to go in the ring. Or I want to be in the cage. Or I want to go have this grappling match. But if I see the guy if I see the guy grabbing you in an ankle lock, because that's what in catch wrestling, that's what, that's what you're going to be fighting. I told him, hey, man, I'm going to get you that fight. But here's the thing. I don't, first of all, um, the venue I go through is catch wrestling. It's not no gi jujitsu. They allow neck cranks. They allow wrist locks. They allow they allow ankle locks. They allow knee bars. 
They allow everything. So if I see you get into a dangerous position, if I see the guy doing, if I see a guy doing what is like, what's it called? The the Imanari role, I think it is. I think that's what it's called, right? If I see a guy going going for an Imanari role, you don't know what the fuck's going on. I'll throw in the towel right then and there before you get like an ACL pulled out of place. You know? <laughs> I will I will pull you out of the fight. You got to okay. You stepped in the ring. You got to do what you said you wanted to do. You you stepped inside. You get to look around. You saw, you know, I was in the corner, but beyond that, my priority is your is your safety. And then if you come out, you're like I can't believe I think. Uh, and I had like I had a tiger mom told me she's not going to have her kid fight anymore. And that's the whole thing. Like the way I look at it is because it is full contact fighting and the mother is the one signing the waiver. I always tell the mother and the kids like, you know, and then if the mother seems overbearing when the mother's gone, I'm like, you guys don't have to do this. If you're doing this because she wants you to do it, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You don't have to do this. You told me right now between me and you, you don't want to do this. I won't tell her you didn't say that. I won't tell her you said that to me. I'll just tell her you can't fight. But I don't want to cause relationship issues. So I, I want to make sure that, you know, I will facilitate you not fighting, but you have to be honest with me. And I've had, and I've had kids that come in. I had, I had, like I told you off camera, those two kids, they really wanted to become professional kickboxers and they wanted to go to Thailand and all this shit. And I said, well, okay, well, let's take it one step at a time. Let's get to a Muay Thai fight here in Japan, which won't be as bad because they, they don't allow the drop elbow and they're not allowing any elbows. But um, outside of that, all else is okay. So it's Muay Thai without elbows. That's it. Well, here, here's the thing, a- Angelo. I mean, how are they doing in the gym? If they're getting tapped out in the gym. Well, that, was, know, that was a Muay Thai fight. So here's, here's the iffy part. Or, for, those yeah. kids, for those two kids, one of them was doing well in the gym, but the other one was not. And I told him, you're not going to make it. You're not <laughs> going to make it. You're, you're going to get, you do understand, like, you're going to step into the ring and the person in the ring is going to be trying to kill you. Like that's their mentality. And right now you're, you're running away from your brother and sparring. That's just going to, that's just going to translate into the person chasing the murderer, chasing you down. You're, you're a victim. Like (laughs) I told him, I was really, I was really honest with him. And and I'm like, you know, let's pull you out of this fight. Like, no, no, no. And then, um, then the mother saw the opponent and it's an amateur fight, but there's some monsters lurking in these amateur divisions. Right. So like the, the, the opponent was a, an Olympic boxer and I'm like, you, you, and the mother's like, he can fight. I'm like, no, you can't. Like, he's going to lose. Olympic boxer. He's going to lose. <laughs> he's going to lose. There's no way your son who's only been training for six months is going to beat an Olympic boxer. And um, no, I'll give him the fight anyway. He wants it. And like, do you really want that fight? He's like, yeah, I guess. I'm like, I don't think you want it. I don't think I'm going to give it to you. He's like, no, no, I want it. I want it. I'm like, all right. So like, Again, be careful what you wish for. If you're coming into my gym or if you, if you walk into a gym saying you want to be a fighter and you want to do all this stuff, just be careful what you wish for. Because there's two, like, I, Mickey's actually, Mickey sounds strict, but he's actually being nicer because he's not going to let you actually step in and get hurt, right? Me, I take a step back. I'll let you take the risk and avoid, try to avoid you getting hurt. And then there's coaches that don't give a fuck. They'll just throw you in there. They'll just be like, all right. Go ahead. And the, and just because they, because there's, especially in Japan, um, there, there's like a need for fighters and you will, I could get, I can get an amateur fight where I get guaranteed pay and, and they'll pay my fighter. I can take some of the purse. So I'll get, it's not much money. It's like they're amateur fights. They're like 300 bucks. So I can take a hundred, give 200 to my fighter and just 
make some money and watch him get his ass kicked. And that's what a lot of, <laughs> that's what a lot of Japanese coaches are doing out here. And I, I refuse to do that. Right. So like, I just want to let anyone listening to this, like there's different levels of coaches. Right. So again, this is a message to the, to the students and the fighters that want to be fighters. And there's also a message to the coaches. Like if you're a coach and you're listening to this, and you're trying to figure things out. Maybe you're a coach running a small little karate program and you're thinking of bringing your, your, some of your students and get them out of point karate and put them into kickboxing or something. These are the kind of things you want to consider as you, as you move forward. You know what, you know, Angelo, I'll tell you what. I don't mind. Okay. Let's, let's, let's say they are committed for that time and you go in there and they lose. Well, what did you learn? Okay. Or they won. Okay. What did you learn from that? So yeah, it, it is a learning experience, but again, um, grappling and boxing, uh, kickboxing, you're right. They're just levels. And you know what? Uh, uh, the other person you're fighting is not like, again, it's a mentality. You talked about mentality as well. Does your student have that instinct? You know, do they have, how's their pain tolerance? Can they take a shot? You know, how's, are they going to tap? Did they tap? You know, whatever, you know, so um, get, yeah, you know, again, the relationship between coach and, and fighter is huge but again the, the again going back off the kids that i've worked with they seemed ready they seemed ready and they did it and we didn't get the w um thank god uh my one guy didn't get hurt but he was getting cracked he got a few standing eight counts um and then the other kid that i was working with just uh i thought he won but he lost so i mean that that's fighting for you but again it's it's fighting is one of those what does it really teach you about yourself more than anything win or losses you know these guys that are pro fighters that want to be pro fighters bro what's the percentage on that five percent you know you know conor mcgregor you know that that's one guy you know was kicking everyone's ass and then, you know, knowing how to market yourself. These, these pros, they know how to market themselves, too. Are you good at public speaking? Are you good at talking shit? You know, that's what sells. You know, but, again, um, the, the amateur ranks, are all, it's all love and passion. You know, the, these kids that fight in the nationals, they have that big dream. You know, hopefully they get signed by a big promotion, you know, top rank, blah, blah, blah. But, dude, it's a dirty business. I heard a lot, you know, of stuff. If you're not handled properly, you know, you're done. You lose a fight, you lose money, then you better have plan B. You better have an education. You students start to think about that. What is your plan B if pro fighting doesn't work out? Or even, you know, I'm going to stop you right there. Even if pro fighting does work out, What's your exit plan? Because you can't pro fight for your whole life. Right. You know, um, yeah. Are, are you saving your money? You know, all these athletes that, that make millions and are broke. I don't get it. You know, what, what, what is that? Um, anyways, so you want to fight, then show me 
show me your dedication, show up to the gym, um, and, and be professional. If that's what that, that is, you know, no excuses. You're training on holidays. You're, 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 if you don't, you know, again, you're taking time away from my family. You're taking time away from your job or whatever you're doing. Show up. Just that's, if you just show up and do the work, cool. You know, just, just, this show up, you know. And again, so the, so that's a great message to the students, right? Just show up, do the training. Now, here's a message real quick for specifically MMA coaches and maybe even other types of coaches if you're a kickboxing coach or a boxing coach. But specifically, I'm going to go after MMA right now for a sec. Um, and I'm not going after it. Just know your level and know where you're at, right? I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at as an MMA coach. I know what my goals are as an MMA coach and also a Kaja Kembo instructor. I know what my goals are. They're very specific. So like, I know how far I can take a fighter where I'm going to have to start passing him off to someone else. If a fighter comes into me and says, I want to be a professional boxer, I will immediately tell them I am not a professional boxing coach. I'm not a boxing coach. I'm a Kaja Kembo instructor and I'm an MMA coach. I never said I was a boxing coach. I know some basics in boxing. But I would prefer if you if your goal is to be a professional boxer, then my my advice to you is go to this guy. And I have I have a I have two I have a I have a retired professional boxer on my team, and he's a Kaju Kembo student. He's an orange belt, and he works out of a boxing out of a boxing academy. And I send guys to him all the time. I say, hey, this guy wants to do boxing. He wants to be a professional boxer. You can show him. He's a professional boxer. He retired, so he's already got the connections, promoters. He's got. A, He's got the whole thing planned out. And even me and him have had conversations about why professional boxing in Japan sucks, how once you get to that level, once you start getting to that skill set, the best thing to do is to move over to the U.S. and how I might be able to be helping in that process. So I know where I am in the process. I know that I'm not the guy that's going to be sitting there holding the mitts for you as a because I'm not a boxing coach, Right. And I'm probably going to give you bad habits because I'm going to shoot you out to fucking throw a roundhouse kick and <laughs> back fist and shit. Shit you can't do in boxing. So like, I'm honest. And I'm very honest when I have those guys and they still, they, they joined the boxing program, but they still like me. So they keep coming back for Kaju Kembo. So every time I tell them, hey, I'm about to show you all a technique that you can't do in boxing. <laughs> Please do not do this in boxing. Remember as you practice this today, if this bothers you too much, let's just go ahead and replace, we're going to replace our, our back fist with a jab for you today. Okay. Don't do the back fist at all. Cause I don't want to give you bad habits. Use the jab that you got taught by your boxing coach. Instead of doing a, a back fist sidekick today, you're going to be doing a jab sidekick just to avoid giving you bad habits. But again, as a coach, I know where I'm, I know my fighters, I know my students and I know where I stand and I have to let go of my ego. There's certain points where I have to say, hey, I can't get into that point. This is this is as far as I can get them. Like you said this earlier, and I'll, I'll send to someone else. Yeah, I will send them to someone. Not a bad way. I'll send to someone else that can really refine that goal of theirs. Because um, again, my goal, my goal is to teach people how to defend themselves. That's that's one of my primary goals. Another primary goal. Nobody else teaches. Well, there's like I'm not gonna say nobody else. There's like a few. There's a handful of people under five people and only only one that i can think of hoilo john hoilo and okayama that are teaching kaju kembo in japan so one of my main directives while while living in japan 
is to get more people to train in Kaju Kembo. Not even to have professional MMA fighters. Like, okay, fine, you want to be an MMA fighter, I can help you with that. That's actually not my primary goal. And I tell them that. My goal is to get people to, to learn and understand this martial art that I'm teaching that came, that came from Hawaii. That is my main goal because there's only one other, there's only one other guy who teaches it in all of Japan, right? There's only two guys that teach this style. So like to me, that's my goal. Now I can help you if you, I look at your goals, maybe our goals can coincide, but if I, our goals don't coincide, I immediately start sending you, hey, or if <clears throat> I have guys, it's also, I want to do gi jitsu I want to compete professionally, or I want to, I want to do a gi jitsu tournament. I tell them here, uh, I recommend uh, Gracie Baja and Kakogawa, right? They can have all the connections. Oh, it's expensive. That's your problem. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you can go over there. They have all the connections. They're already signed up to the BJJ Association. I'm not going to sign up. I don't feel like paying. I don't feel like paying the the IBJJF, the International Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Federation, Japan. I don't feel like paying them a thousand dollars to be registered as a gym under them for a year for my fighters to compete in gi Jiu Jitsu. Just the same thing. If you come over here, you say I want to do point karate. Look, you want to practice point karate? Fine. I, I I used to do point karate when I was younger. I don't mind. I'll teach you some stuff. I want to compete in point karate. I'm gonna to have to send you to Honda Sensei. Honda Sensei is already registered under the the karate the Japanese Karate Federation JKF I think yeah JKF he paid his thousand dollars to be able to have his fighters fight I'm not going to pay a thousand dollars I don't have enough people doing point fighting for that and there's no money like I'm just losing money for what <clears throat> so like I'd rather send you to someone because I know my limits so I'm talking I'm talking this is this next message is mostly to the coaches right if you're a student listening this is what's going through your coach's head so like this is the kind of stuff I'm thinking about like as an, as an MMA quote coach, like, what can I do for you? What can I do that coincides with that? And who can I send you to? Who's going to get you to want to be? So like, again, if I have a guy who wants to point karate, Honda sensei, he's already, he's, he's one of my kickboxing coaches. I'll send him over. He can, he can work with you for kickboxing and he can also work with you for karate. And um, it'll be very Japanese style karate. You can do that with him. But if you come into my gym, you're going to be doing Kaji Kembo. That's what you're going to be doing. You don't like that then here's a list of people that you can go to to do that specific thing that maybe you thought I did. And I'm being honest with you. I can, I can work with you. And if you follow my Instagram or my Facebook, I just had a guy who's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu blue belt and we were rolling this week and I put some curriculum together for him even. And we did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at my gym, right? But that's like a one-time shot. I'm not going to open a whole fucking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu program just because some guy wanted to come in and roll a few times. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? Yeah, I, I again, um, I'm only one person. You're only one person, bro. And and I easily, if I had four of me, I could easily open up a a jujitsu, a FMA program, a boxing program. I could do all that. But right now, bro, yeah, my my primary focus is boxing. That's that's what it's about. And if I, if you want kickboxing, I definitely know people. My my ego is in check, so I was like, "Yeah, I could no, dude, I can't," because you know, again, I know people like like you know people, you know, um, put you with good people that'll take care of you, you know. Again, if if I can't get you any sparring, I suggest you go to this gym and work with him because we're connected anyway. That's what's kind of cool about the boxing community is. I can send one of my guys over to get him good sparring because he wants to get ready and he can still work out with me. Right. He like, cause he likes you. He likes me. Right. Whatever. 
that's cool. He still wants to work with me. But again, my ego is like, hey man, I don't have time right now to you gotta go. So it that that's fine, you know, just as long. I mean, and if he likes that other coach, that's cool. Perfect. It's it's no, no nothing off my back, you know. Um and, and about Decel, we're a nonprofit. Our services are free. So I mean, it's this is you know, it, it's you don't you're you're good. You know, these other gyms you gotta go to, you're paying money. You know, they, they got to keep their lights on. So, um, but uh, again, right now, a majority of my clients, students, just want to work out, you know, so I can't invest my time into you. You know, I, I can't, but I can work with you. I can give you a half an hour here. I can, I can watch, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, maybe before I work, or you want to do a private, you know, again, that's, you know, something you, you want to do, we can do that. But again, like I said, our time as coaches, as, as Sifus and, 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 you know, are valuable, bro. You know, I, I'm working six days a week. You know, I want to spend time with my girls, you know, we're going to go out to dinner later, you know? So it's like, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, if I don't have time. I don't have time. And again, like knowing where you are, right? You know where you're at in life. You know what your goals are in your life as a coach. And I mean, this this message is for coaches, uh, senseis, sifus, whatever title you want to call yourself. This is know where know know where you're at in life and know what your goals are. Because if not, you're going to get frustrated. You can you get or you're going to end up going somewhere you didn't expect to be. Yeah, you know, and as well, our our gym may not be for you. You know, we're we're cool. We can keep in touch, but. Hey man, go over there. You know, we just don't have time, you know? And, and I think we don't want to hurt. Like we got to be honest with these kids sometimes, you know, it's like, you want to fight or, you know, I just don't have time for you. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, and, and, and not in a bad way. Right. Yeah. So like, no. What, what I want to end with real quick is we, we've spent a lot of time talking about what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> we, we spent a lot of time and I, I remember we're, we're going to wrap up soon because I, I got to go for a run and teach class. Yeah, I do that. I run and then teach class. <laughs> you know, okay. um, time management, right? If you can walk away from this, me and Mickey are both talking about time management, knowing what your goals are. If you want to be successful in the ring, step-by-step, step, write out your game plan with your coach. Ask your coach what their goals are for you and what your goals are with them so you can write out a map and a plan. Maybe other people are going to have to be involved. And most likely, if you really want to be a professional fighter, more people are going to have to be involved. It's not going to be you and your coach. It's going to be you and several coaches. So you got to make a game plan. You got to follow that game plan step by step. If you want to get to step 10, you got to accomplish step two. And then what I want to say also is I talked a lot about how everyone fails my program. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to reel this back a bit and talk about the people that successfully did get through my program. And some of the people that have been the most successful at getting through my program never wanted to be professional fighters. In fact, I would say the, the few, I don't have, I only have one black belt. So this is going to go more towards, I want to be a fighter. I want to be a martial artist, right? 
kind of tra- changing. And I want to talk about what's a black belt. I don't want to go there. So I'm going to wrap this <laughs> up quickly. But for me, the people that have successfully gotten through my program are qualified and have the base to continue to move on to become a professional fighter. But those guys showed up every week to class when they could. Not even every day, okay? But they showed up every week. And if they couldn't show up, they'd let me know why. It wasn't just like ghosting. Like, oh, where the fuck does this person go? Communication is huge, bro. Like they, they, yeah. they disappear for three weeks and I'm looking on Instagram, they're training with someone else and they never said anything to me, right? I see them sparring at some other place. They don't say shit. That, those are all red flags for me. So like, I don't mind you doing whatever you're going to do. Just communicate. So like the people who have been very successful in my program communicated with me. My, my professional boxer, hey, you know what, man? I can't, um, I, I know I, I said I was going to do a professional boxing. I was going to do another amateur boxing match. I decided to go do an amateur boxing match. I can't. I got in a motorcycle accident. Oh, shit. I hope you feel better. Thanks for letting me know, right? Um, the, the, my, oh, one of my students with COVID. Fuck. <laughs> it's like every other week. Uh, I don't have COVID, but my coworker had COVID and I got to stay in my house. <laughs> I have to stay oh. quarantine for a few more days. I can't get class this week. Thank you for letting me know. I appreciate it. Keep me in the loop. I'll see you when you can get back in, right? These people right now, I have a brown belt and I have a purple belt. These, I have specifically two students that I'm eyeing right now that are going to successfully get through my program. And they are very, very open and communicate. They say, hey, this is why I can't come in, but I will be here at this time. And then when they do come into class, they, they just train and they do what they what they're expected. They know what is expected out of them. So they just focus on that and they keep practicing towards that. And they just work on whatever curriculum for whatever it is, for whatever level that they're at. That's those are people that successfully finish my program. So if you're a student listening and your goal isn't just I want to be a professional fighter, but I want to successfully get through whatever boxing, kickboxing, whatever program you're in. And you want to be looked at with respect by your coach. And you want to get up there. If you're in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you want to get that black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Show up. If you can't show up, explain what happened. Don't ghost your instructors or coaches. And that's all I got to say. What about you, Mickey? You know what? Um, let me just rewind. Going back to being a professional. I am your coach. Um, also, what you're going to need is a nutritionist, a strength and conditioning coach, um, a sports psychologist. You want to go to the pros? That costs money. It's a lot of money. Sponsorships, guys. Or you can just go on YouTube and try to freelance it. But the pros I know, strength conditioning coach. Dietitian. Massage therapist. Oh, there's another one. Recovery. You know, chiropractor. Uh, yeah. Cryotherapy, uh, uh, what else? Pad holders, dude. There's that's six, and you know what? That's not cheap. So again, you want to be a pro fighter? Do you have all those resources? It takes a lot, okay? Because guess what? You're gonna get banged up. Can you recover? Oh man, I had a bad day. Go talk to your your psychologist. Uh, my diet ain't right. You better go talk to your dietitian. Uh, man, coach, how do I look today? You better go talk to your coach, you know? So, again, there's just more that goes into the fight game that a lot of people – see, a lot of people that watch the UFCs and the boxing, all they see is 
five or three minutes of these guys in there. They don't see what really goes on. The sacrifices, you know, like traveling to the United States to be away from their family for fight camps. Um, yeah, that's all cool. That's oh, that that's a fighter's lifestyle, right? But hey, man, it, it's it, it's training when you're tired. It's you know doing stuff. You all get used to it. You're you're a professional. You got to go to work tired. If I don't go to work, guess what? I don't eat. Real talk, right? So. Yeah, man. I mean, that that's that's something else I just thought about right now. You know, these these champions, honestly, they gave up a lot to be to be champions. Let's get that straight. Now, you know, do your research before, you know, anything. You know, what about the gas? Gas out here in the United States is crazy expensive. You got a vehicle? Uh, do you got a cell phone? You got bills. You live in an apartment. What about all that? What about rent? You know, what about all this other expenses you got? Oh, I'm just going to live at the gym. Okay, I guess. You know, then you get those guys. And again, you know? I, guess, I guess what you're getting at, and we're, 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 we're wrapping up. We want to wrap up. And again, I'm trying to wrap up on a, like, what advice can I give you? Right? Because we've spent a lot of time saying what you shouldn't do. <laughs> now, the advice we can give you is just remember, like, like, like Mickey just said, Every single professional fighter that you that you admire at one point was working full-time and also fighting full-time. That's just a given. They were working two full-time jobs. It's going to take a lot of work. So if you have that mentality, you need to work. You need to put the time management in. And when we say work, not just work at the gym. You got, you got to figure out your life. Your life has to be in order. If the more of a mess your life is, that's just going to come back to haunt you the higher level you get in fighting. It's going to eventually catch up to you. You saw this with John Jones, right? It eventually caught up to him. Eventually caught up to him. Even, even Mike Tyson, it really caught up to Mike Tyson in a very bad way. And I, and like, so like, you look at professional, you really want to know, look at, your, look at the people you're looking up to and look at what they had to do to get there. And the map, you don't have to recreate, you don't have to recreate the wheel here. You know what I mean? The wheel, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's already been invented. Look at their stories. Look how they came up. And every single one of them, at one point, if they didn't figure their shit out, shit got figured out later in a bad way. The people who are really successful figured that shit out very early, right? So that's something that um that I think is a good note to end with. Is and going, I'm sorry, one more, Angelo. Right. Um, going back to the amateurs, you amateurs out there, you guys that want to fight, that go to school, that still live with mom and dad, just show up. Okay, you guys want to fight? You guys want to fight? Just show up and put in the work. There's no secret to fighting. There's nothing. You just go there. You work. You work hard. You, you spar. You listen to the coach. You know, are you coachable? Are you going to be able to put in the work? You know, are you going to do it? So honestly, after that, if you have that work ethic, then, you know, you might go to the next level. But it's really up to you. You know, these guys that want to, right? Yeah. We're talking about the same yeah. shit. When we're, we, my, my conversation was more towards the, the adult, but if you're a kid, then you think about what your responsibilities are. Your responsibilities are to finish school. So don't be, don't be coming in to, to train and you didn't finish your homework. Don't be coming in to get ready for a fight and you're failing at school because you're making the same mistake that an adult makes when they start 
putting all their eggs into the fighting basket and they're not paying their rent. You don't have rent to pay. You don't have bills yet, but this is, this is like a practice, this is like a life skill here. If you can't get at least a C in your worst subject to school, right? If you can't get at least a C in your worst subject and, and you're failing whatever subject that is, that's rent. And when you become an adult, that's rent. That's, that's you're <laughs> on the street. Now you're couch surfing because right now what you think is a pain in the ass at school turns into a real pain in the ass as an adult because no one's going to be there to help you once you're an adult. All right. Now I feel like I just yelled at what you kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what, bro? Hey, we're just keeping it real, man. I, I think it's, you know, there's so much, there's so much more to being a pro. Um, and there's so much more to being an amateur. It just takes dedication, man. It's, you know, it's like going to school. You guys go to school four or five hours a day. Then, you know, you go to the gym to work out. But, you know, these pro fighters, the, these kids, um, my one friend that turned pro, he was running before school. He was running to school to get his road work in. And then he would go get picked up. You know, you know, there's just a lot, dude. You know, like, and you don't have a life. You don't. It's you're you are married to fighting. I mean, your boyfriend, girlfriend is fighting, you know. So so you want to be in the ring. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. That's everything you should. And shouldn't do. He from, yelled a bunch of kids. From, from, yeah, yeah, they were just yelling a bunch of kids at the end there. And then that's everything you should and shouldn't do as a as a coach and as a student. I think um, I think we wrapped up a good a good broad spectrum there. And uh, Mickey, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Desal Boxing. If you're in Northern California, look up their website, Desal Boxing Academy. You can Google it, and you will find an array of coaches, and it's free, as he said. It's a free yes, it service is. to the community. But watch your mouth when you walk in there because it's an, an hour. Don't be going in there saying you want to be a pro fighter. Just be going there humble and <laughs> see what they got. <laughs> sure, bro. You know. All right, y'all. Well, uh, thanks for checking out Social Jello with Angelo. Hit like and subscribe if you like what you saw. And I'll catch you all next time. Peace. Peace.